Welcome to the Choosing Simple Podcast. My name is Amy Fuel. I am a homesteading mama, wife, author, entrepreneur, and homemaker. This is the Choosing Simple Podcast where we talk about choosing simple in everyday average life. While choosing simple might seem like something that should be, well, simple, it's actually one of the most complicated things to do in life today. Whether it be from everyday decisions in your home, with your children, with your spouse, with friends and family, or choosing simple in your emotions, your job, your work in the garden, whatever it is, every single day we have to make the intentional choice to choose simple. And that's exactly what this podcast is about. So I hope that you'll join me in today's episode where we talk about choosing simple in the midst of adversity and chaos. And we talk a little bit about the book of Samuel and how in 1 Samuel, Israel has a little bit of an issue that I think could be comparative to today. So let's get started. So we're all a little bit overwhelmed, right? (laughs) Life is a little bit overwhelming right now. We are coming off of the heels of this pandemic and virus, and we are jumping right in headfirst to um, riots and crazy all across the country. Now, let me just preface this. I I understand where we're at right now as a country. I I understand peaceful, peaceful is the key word, protesting, Um, But I don't condone the violence that is happening right now. I don't, um, especially when other innocent people are losing lives or getting hurt, even our Secret Service members who are just doing their job to protect the President of the United States, even if you don't agree with him, they're getting hurt in the midst of all of this. You know, there are people's businesses are being burnt down and it's just houses are being burnt down and it is... It goes without saying that this is a very weird, trying time. And there's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's so much going on that I think many of us feel this heaviness. It's very, very heavy right now to live in our world, to live especially in our country. And so I want to talk a little bit... Um, about that and about what we preach. We preach that we live a simple lifestyle. If you're a homesteader, generally, that's what you're preaching is living a a simple lifestyle. And then I want to go into the story of Israel and asking for a king and how we can kind of compare that to modern society. Um, I think that there are some comparatives there just in general with our country, not necessarily always pertaining to everything that's going on right now. So before we get into that part, though, um, I want to talk about the choosing simple portion of this, okay? Right now, we are living in complete and total chaos. I can comfortably say that the whole virus thing didn't really affect our family very much. Um, We'd already, we already don't, go a lot of places. We already do a lot of social distancing during flu season. Um, It touches us a little bit more as we get into spring and or late spring and early summer, but really not a lot. 
Um, it touches us more right now because the governor of Virginia just mandated masks for whatever reason. And we're not going to get into that discussion. Um, but it hasn't really touched us that much, okay? Because we do live a simple lifestyle where we don't have to depend a lot on modern society. So this whole... Um, other issue that's coming on the heels of the pandemic, which is the death of a, a black man um, by a white police officer. And it was wrong. And that police officer should be tried for first degree murder. And that's the end of the story. Um, I won't pretend to understand racism. I'm not racist. Um, I won't pretend to understand what black people go through because I'm not black. I can't sympathize with fully with what people are feeling when they're black and they're seeing this because I'm, I'm not there. That doesn't mean white people are privileged. It doesn't mean, um, various different things, you know, in my job in the homesteading community, I've actually had a lot of conversations with, with black people and black homesteaders and black homesteaders who are trying to make a difference in our society because they are even coming to us and saying, listen, our black communities are trying to infiltrate them with farming again, but so many of them just won't do it because they feel like farming could be related to an oppressive state from, you know, previously during slavery. Um, they don't think that they are capable of doing it. Um, and I'm not using, I'm not saying this is a blanket statement, but I'm, I'm just really iterating what these black homesteaders and black organizations are, are saying to me. And it's sad because they're trying to do good work in these communities and they're not getting a lot of good feedback. They're not getting a lot of interaction from some of these communities. And the common denominator in all of this is that, um, they, they don't feel like that's their place, that farming and homesteading is, is their place. And I don't know why. And, you know, and I don't understand that because, again, I'm white. I'm as white as white can get. But I do have some insight into um, the black community and homesteading. And so I can sympathize with that and watching people work really hard to grow that and go into impoverished communities um, and try to rebuild them by showing these people that yeah, you might be poor, but here, let me help you. Let me show you how to grow your own food. Let me show you how to live more self-sufficiently. And it's, it's not tacky. It's not burdensome. It's something you can do to really empower your community. And there, and for some reason, some of these communities just aren't doing it. And so I want to preface it with that. You know, I, I'm not going to get into the race part of this, okay? But I do want to get into the fact that um, a lot of these people that are doing these bad things aren't black. And I think we should really be um, aware of that, that there are other things going on in our country that... I don't want the media to divide you. Don't let the media turn you um, into someone who becomes bitter about a race or about a group of people because not all of it's true. 
Um, I think you're going to find that there are an equal amount of white people that are writing as there are black people. There are an equal amount of professionally paid protesters who are writing that aren't. You know, most of the real protests I've seen, the real ones, I say that in air quotes, are peaceful. Um, a lot of them aren't, and a lot of those are pre-staged. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. But there's nothing simple about this, okay? There's, there's no simple way to talk about this. And, you know, the title of this podcast is Choosing Simple in the Midst of Adversity and Chaos. And that's difficulties and, and continued chaos. Sometimes choosing simple doesn't look so simple. And I think it's going to look different for everybody. And I think it's important to understand that you don't always have to choose somebody else's version of simple. We all have a calling. We all have purpose. We all have um, experiences and different things. There are moments where people might think, well, the simple way to deal with this is to just not deal with it at all. When really sometimes the simple way is actually dealing with it. Um, you might have a voice that needs to be heard. Don't be afraid to let it be heard in a good, honest, professional way. Likewise, having a big, boisterous voice might not be your thing. And your, your symbol in this portion of our lives could be just sitting back and going on with life, acknowledging it and just saying, okay, this isn't for me. I'm going to let them deal with it and move on. I don't want us to ever think that just because someone is is outspoken and outgoing and talking about these things that maybe they're not right because there's a lot of different ways to be right. So in simplicity, though, you might need to think about detaching yourself from social media. Detach, for sure, turn the TV off. The reality is that in a lot of ways, if we just turn the TV off, a lot of this the bad portions of it would go away. Simplicity looks like maybe talking to your friends about it um, and having a vent before going on social media. You know, that might look like picking up a phone and calling your, your friend or your mama or your daddy or your sister before you make that social media post, before you lash out at people online. I, for one, have taken a step back and I have restructured my personal social media, which is mostly just Facebook, um, that I use for personal things. My Facebook page is for things where I want to post information, studies, things like that. And so a lot of times I'll make those things public because a lot of people, you know, originally my thought behind my Facebook page was that... Um, People who wanted to just see homesteading stuff would follow my homesteading outlets. People who wanted something more in-depth, wanted to have conversation with me, I could make that public on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page. Recently, that's turned into um, not good. <laughs> um, even on my regular Facebook page, it, it has been accusation after accusation after accusation and you know just blows my mind because I, th I have to think you know these people must not have followed me for years because they would know that what they're accusing me of is completely and totally untrue and out of character for me 
And that made me realize even more that I needed to close off my Facebook page. So I did that earlier this week. I got about, I got rid of about a hundred people that I didn't really know, and 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 I hope nobody takes that personally. Um, they're still following me. We have this awesome follow button on Facebook now where you can follow somebody but not be friends with them. Um, and you can still see all of my public posts. But public posts will be pretty generic. Um, my posts that are more in-depth, that are studies, that are um, could be a little bit controversial. You know, I don't post stuff lightly. I do all my research before I post stuff, so it's not like that. It's just people get really upset and emotional uh, about things that they don't understand. Um, so, you know, that's something you might want to think about, pulling away from social media or making your social media outlets private during this time. There's nothing wrong with that. It's called setting boundaries. And we have to remember that one of the things in a simple life is setting boundaries. It could get complicated, but it's actually the simple answer to a lot of issues that we have. So I've just been going around setting boundaries for different things and more than anything though, I've been reminding myself of the life I want, the life I want to live. And earlier this week, I watched a video, um, or I guess it was last week now, that Rory Feek had posted on his YouTube channel um, and he was talking about what's important to him. And towards the end of that, I mean, it was a great video, and I thought, oh, this is cute. You know, he's telling people what's important to him. That's neat. At the end of the video, though, he said, you know, it was more of a challenge. What's important to you? And is it really important to you? And so some of his examples were, if living a simple life, if you claim that living a simple life is important to you, but you're receiving, you know, 10 packages from Amazon every day of the week then maybe, you know, living simple isn't as important as you thought it was to you. If taking care of your family and your family are important to you and yet you're never taking care of them or you're always short with them or you don't have time for them because you're always working or playing, then maybe your family isn't important to you. You know, and he, and he went on about this. You know, if work is important to you, then, but you're not spending a lot of time doing that or, or building, you know, whatever it is you're trying to build, then maybe that's not actually important to you. You know, and there, there are things, various things. You might get burnt out. You might get tired. Yeah, learn to rest, not quit, right? Um, but ultimately, if something is important to you, you won't just say it's important. You'll show that it's important to you. Likewise with faith. If you say that faith is important to you, but you hate people or you aren't showing your faith regularly, not in a tacky way, but then maybe faith is important to you. And so he went through this list of things that, that were both humbling and convicting. And I don't know if that was what he meant to do, but I know for me personally, it was something that I needed to hear for me in my life. And it's one of the reasons that I decided to go ahead and um, just make some decisions in my life with, with social media, with relationships, with different things and simplifying them. Because living simply is important to me. And there were things in my life that didn't reflect that. And so when we can get rid of 
those things, that stuff, just all that stuff, things that we claim that aren't true, that we need to work on, and and just expect to feel that freedom, okay? So that alone will help you simplify through this entire process, focusing on you and the things that you can change about you. And maybe there's some things that in your heart that God has been revealing to you during this whole process. I think that, that God is doing something right now. Uh, nothing like this ever happens without um, an impact in the kingdom and it could completely be something spectacular or it could be something crazy <laughs> and that kind of leads me into the story about Israel and we're not done with the choosing simple part of this yet but I do want to get into this story quickly because I don't want this to be a super long podcast for you so if you've ever read 1 Samuel, then you would know that Israel, up until this point, didn't have a king. I say that again in air quotes. And they had judges. And so these judges were kind of the leaders, a lot like Moses was. They, um, they would hear from God, they would talk to God, and they would lead the Israelites. And... God was the king of Israel. God would go before Israel in battles and he would fight for them. God would tell them what to do and what not to do. And it was a really great relationship. But Israel was scared of uh, other leaders and other instances that had been taking place. And so they doubted Samuel and they required him to put a king in place. They wanted a king. And while asking for a king isn't sinful, I don't want that to be confusing, then the act of them asking for a king wasn't bad, but it was the circumstance, circumstances and reasons as to why they, they were asking for a king. They were asking for a king because they didn't trust in God. The God who was going before them, the God who had the Ark of the Covenant, who other idols bowed down to, literally, other idols bowed down to the Ark of the Covenant. The God who had gotten them from out of all of these situations, they didn't trust Samuel, they didn't trust God, they were fearful. And because they were fearful, they demanded a king. And in 1 Samuel, God says, you know, that he's their king. And because they reject that, they, they literally rejected God as their king. And because of that, the king that, that God was going to set up for them was going to be a tyrant. And we know throughout the Bible that God um, sets every leader in place this is an example of it. Even bad leaders, God sets in place. For Israel's case, the leader, the king that he set in place was Saul. Not to be confused with Paul in the New Testament, but Saul. And um, 
he set him in place as a judgment upon the Israelites because they didn't trust God. They demanded a king, even though God was their king. And so they got their king. And even the scripture says they will have their king. He was a tyrant. And so Israel had not realized what they had done until after all of this started taking place. The comparison here is that the entire world still demands a king. Especially here in the United States, we consistently demand a king or a leader or a government ship that will make everything right for us, that will make everything better. We think that a government or a community is going to make everything better. And we are forgetting the fact that we too have a king and we've strayed away from that. Most of our country, a lot of our country still doesn't even believe in Jesus. They don't, they reject God. They, they reject the Bible. They reject church. They reject all of that. And, and a lot of that is because they've been hurt by the church or, or they have analytical thinking and they need proof. They need scientific proof. Well, God is above science. So there's no scientific proof. We think, we say, but we have stories. We have history books. We have archaeological evidence of things that took place to prove God, to prove these stories in the Bible. We still reject God. Even with those things in place, even with those proofs, we still reject God. And I want to encourage you because what's happening in our country right now isn't just because of race or because of a virus or because of hatred or or because of um, wanting a different system. The issue is the system's broken, first of all. The other issue is that the system is run by one world. You know, we, we have multiple corporations and multiple leaders that control a lot of the whole world. We have tyrants and leadership from mayors and governors you know, up to some of the highest leaders in the world. Um, We consistently see this happening time and time again. And we, the people, continue to demand for a leadership and a king to make it all better. We already have a leadership and a king that will, but we've rejected him for so long that we're getting what we asked for, just like Israel. Now, the beauty of that is that after Saul passed, David, the heart of God, David came, God put David as king. And I want you to see the difference between between Israel demanding a king and God giving them a king. God setting a king up for them because he loved them and because he wanted a king chosen after his heart. I think it's important to see the difference between the king that people want 
and the king that God wants. Remember, Israel asking for a king wasn't sinful. Us wanting leadership isn't sinful. It's why we want it. It's it's how we want it, by rejecting God, by rejecting Christ, by rejecting what he wants for us. But the Israelites were redeemed when God set the king that he wanted, the king in his timing that he wanted, not because people demanded it, but because he wanted it for them and he willed it for them. So we're seeing a symptom. We're seeing a very thing that happened with the Israelites is the very thing that's happening throughout the world and throughout history. Um, we go through this. I, I assure you, this what, what's happening in our world now is not even remotely as horrible as some of our ancestors went through. I mean, I I understand it's, it's as bad as what some of us have ever been through in our generation, but when you compare things like world wars and the Great Depression and the Spanish flu and, and all of these other things, they're way worse than what we're living in right now. The difference is that we now have social media and the complicatedness of that that makes it 10 times worse. And social media can be used for good, but it can also be good to get rid of it because it can be used for very bad things. We see corruption. We see um, hate. It's easier to hate people. It's easier to be that keyboard warrior ninja behind a screen that you wouldn't actually say to somebody's face. We've all dealt with it. We've all come into contact with it. And that's where during this time, choosing simple is very, very important, not only for yourself, but to show a simplistic lifestyle to inspire others and be a testimony to others. Setting boundaries is healthy. Stepping away is healthy. Speaking out is healthy doesn't matter which way you do it. You are a world changer. You are a trailblazer. You are a pioneer in your own way for your own reasons, okay? Whether that reason is you're going to live the most simple lifestyle off-grid away from anybody but still impact people or you're going to put all your junk out there (laughs) and you're going to say what you need to say in a professional and Christ-like way and be a world changer that way. Two different spectrums. Two different communities reached, still the same impact, just in a different way. I was talking to a fellow homesteader YouTuber, and he had mentioned that if it weren't for the fact that they felt like God wanted them to share their life to help other people, they would be completely done. They would be off social media, off YouTube. They would go off grid. Well, they are already off grid. Um, And they just wouldn't. They wouldn't function with other people. But that's not necessarily what God calls us to do. And now God does say, you know, boundaries are important. Being careful is important. But sharing your faith and sharing the word of God during times like these is important too. So whatever that may look like to you, simplify it and then move forward with it. I I find that if I simplify first, and then push it out, move forward with it. 
I'm, I am a lot more effective. I'm a lot less emotional. Um, and good things happen because you take that time, you take that breath, you take that step back, and then you can take two steps forward, three steps forward, five steps forward, whatever it is. It makes a greater impact because you are more put together and more simplified to help others. I'll be right back after this word from one of our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to part two of our podcast. You know, living a simple life doesn't mean that we just sit back and watch everything unravel. In fact, I did a podcast one time. Um, I will link everything that I'm talking about in the description uh, of the show notes. But I did a podcast one time about how homesteading and politics must go together because ultimately it impacts our, our communities in regard to chicken keeping and growing your own food. We're seeing the food system completely plummet in front of us right now. And everything was broken because we got so comfortable in our leadership, in the corporations that were providing food for us, that we just, we didn't think about it and we didn't accept it. We rejected the thought that this could all break down at a moment's notice. We are seeing that in so many other situations of the country And I think that it's important to realize that if we had stood up, if we realized that we we should have stood up long ago for certain injustices, for certain um, laws that we don't agree with, especially when it comes to homesteading uh, or for our beliefs, that we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in now. I have been told more than once that I should sit down, shut up, and be quiet. Partially because I'm a woman, partially because people are afraid of the outcome, and partially because of the way it looks. That you should look a certain way and talk a certain way and act a certain way. Well, look where that's gotten us. Hasn't gotten us very far. We have told too many people to sit down, be quiet, and not say a word. We feel like we have to, in order to live simply, We can't have a voice in these things. And in fact, the opposite is true. You should have a greater voice in these things. Living a simple life is one of the most complicated things you'll ever do. But you can do complicated things simply. You can make decisions in simplified ways. You can do hard things, complicated things, stand up for your beliefs, um, be outspoken, show up at courthouses, you can do those things, but be simple about it. That's the basis of this podcast. It's called Choosing Simple. You might be faced with the most complicated, crazy thing in the whole world, but you can choose to make a simple emotion out of it. Your emotions, emotions and motions and decisions can be simple in the midst of adversity, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of crazy, 
that shouldn't affect you because you're in control of you. That's where choosing simple comes in. God never promised that the world would be simple at all. He never promised that we would live in safety our whole lives. In fact, I really can't stand when we bring out that verse in Jeremiah that says his plans are to prosper us and, and not to harm us. No, God's not going to harm us more than likely, but that doesn't mean situations in life won't. When we read the Bible, we have to read it in its entire context, not just stories and pick the stories that we like and apply it to our lives in that moment. So I want that to be an encouragement to you. You can be in the middle of this. You, you could be one of those people that are just on the front lines, whether you're a police officer, whether you're married to a police officer, whether you are in government, you are, you're a protester, you are uh, one of the scientists on the COVID team, you, whatever it is, think of the most complicated things. Or you could be a mom at home with your kids and feel the weight and overwhelmingness of not being able to fix it all, okay? But no matter what situation you're in, you can still choose simple and you can still remember the story of the Israelites. Look in your life today. I encourage you, look in your life today. Where are you screaming out for a king when you already have one? And I bet you in those situations, you'll realize there's trouble and adversity and complications in your own life, in your own emotions, because you are looking for a king that you have rejected in that particular situation, in that particular emotion. And when we think about that, it doesn't mean we should feel bad about ourselves. We should allow conviction and embrace conviction, and then we should change it, and we should share that with others. I have been shown more in the last year my own faults. I've said this before. We all have blind spots. And when others show us our blind spots, we shouldn't get we shouldn't get bitter about it. We shouldn't always believe it either. I mean, others can just be unnecessarily critical. Um, but constructive criticism or just uh, somebody who got upset and said, hey, you're just being a jerk, you know? It's a blind spot that you might have. So what are these blind spots in your life? What are these things where you're feeling overwhelmed and complicated? Maybe it's just the weight of the world right now. It's still not a weight you should have because you have a king and he's laid it all out for you and how life will continue and how your emotions should continue and how you still have a purpose to continue in this world. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I have had this on my heart for a few days now, and I hope that I was able to convey my heart to you in a way that makes sense, in a way that's not offensive, though I'm sure someone will get offended because someone always does, and that's your blind spot. Just pointing that out to you right now. Um, but I'm sharing my heart because I've been here. I was here this week. 
I was convicted this week. I have my own blind spots I'm dealing with this week and in weeks past. And I think it's important for us to encourage one another like iron sharpens iron because that's what the Bible says. But to also take a look at the world around us and kind of understand in concept that this is a symptom of a, of a world that is literally crying out for a king and yet rejecting the one they already have. And there's no cure for that at all. I think it's important when we think about that and embrace that and understand that, that times like these become more simplified. They become easier to navigate. They become easier to manage emotionally, especially if you're a Christian, because you have a greater hope. We call it the blessed hope. One day we go home. One day we leave here. One day there won't be all of this anymore because of our King. And his name is Jesus. And it's God. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening. If you wouldn't mind sharing it or leaving a review, it helps me out a lot. But more than anything this week, I hope you just took away an encouragement and conviction. Because conviction isn't bad. It's good. And I think more of us need it. And um, I'm glad that you joined me this week. So thanks for joining me on the Choosing Simple podcast. Until next time, don't forget to choose simple.